Hi, I'm Karen. And I'm Lauren. Uh, and this is Downstage Left, a theater podcast. Uh, how, how's it going, Lauren? I'm doing all right. What do we do here? Do we talk a little and laugh a lot and know nothing? <laughs> yeah, sure. I forgot. <laughs> Listen, I barely know what's we happening. Know. Do you know why? <laughs> I was, know it's anything. because I was looking out my window and it's like beautiful. I live in the country. It's <laughs> snowing right now. There's the reflection of Christmas lights that I have on in my office. It was like lovely. I got distracted. You got distracted by the snow. Okay. Sure. Uh, here's the other thing that I got distracted by. Lauren, we have a guest with us today. We do. Our Welcome first back. return, yeah. our return guest. Julia! Why are you looking at me like that? Hello. <laughs> uh, Julia, she was like waiting to talk sure. until we said her name. <laughs> Julia Schwindemann Julia's is joining back. us again uh, back. And there's a reason that will become very clear in a minute. Yeah. Uh, how you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm so great. Sure. In the magic blanket. All right. I am. Yes. You, you do have the magic blanket. Uh, sure. Everybody in this room has used the magic blanket at my that house. That sounds weird. <laughs> Don't love friends. Don't anyway, love uh, Lauren, what are we talking about today? Oh, guys, today, like, strap yourselves in because we are getting, Great. we're getting into this. Been on my deep dive list for a long time because we're going to talk about Love Never Dies. Sure, a Ooh. sequel to Phantom of the Opera, which is why we brought Schwindy back because, if you recall, listeners, she was with us for the Phantom deep dive. Uh, slash why is Phantom problematic? Yes. Uh, spoilers, <laughs> this show also problematic, but like, in worse. a whole different way. Yeah, and <laughs> potentially worse. It's so weird. Uh, and if you've previously listened to uh, Bring Birdie Back, it's another oh. pretty good argument for why musicals should not have a sequel. Um, and uh, no, it was just musicals should not have sequels. They should. <laughs> and if anything, right this makes an even better argument than Bring Birdie Back. Yeah, Bring Back Birdie was not yeah. great either. Uh, holy, oh boy. All right, so I got a couple of things that I want to talk about before we dive into the plot of this show, because, uh, like, what the But hell? also, if you're unfamiliar with Phantom of the Opera, go listen to our episode, do a little Google search, uh, and familiarize yourself with it, because it's good to know what Phantom is about, so that when we start talking about this show, you can be confused as well of why it basically throws everything that happened in the previous show away. Yeah, uh, bananas. So... Andrew Lloyd Webber began plans for this show in 1990, um, which was, like, very quickly after he wrote the dumb thing in 86. Sure, I was gonna say, well, and Phantom <laughs> came out in 87. Yeah. Yep. So that's fine. Um, they published some ideas uh, with a guy named uh, Frederick Forsyth uh, in 99 in a novel called The Phantom of Manhattan. That sounds dumb. Yeah, well, already stupid. Um, and so then Andrew Lloyd Webber returned to the project in 2006. <clears throat> sure, he took a, a big, big old time out. Big old time sure. out. Uh, Half decade. Lots of writers and directors on board with this. Uh, didn't like what was happening. Um, he was working on a bunch of stuff. I think maybe in 2007 they were like, okay, we're going to move forward with the project. The sequel was delayed because Andrew Lloyd Webber's six-month kitten climbed onto Andrew Lloyd Webber's Clavinova digital piano and managed to delete the Amazing. entire school. Oh, <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> like already, we're like really going for it. So, oh, like, Lloyd Webber was unable to recover anything and <gasps> had to reconstruct the entire score. Sure. Here's what I'm going to tell you. That maybe makes sense. Oh Based on listening to it and seeing it, that maybe makes sense that I this was a can't. second draft rewrite and not like the original. I can't believe. Fucking crazy. Has anybody, okay, I feel like I have never done this, like, but I have heard tale of, like, you write a paper, you accidentally delete it, you gotta rewrite the paper. Yeah. Sure, I've never done that, but. Sure. Um, in a way where a paper is, like, rewritable because you're still talking about kind of the same thing, this feels like 
once that happened, it maybe was a sign from God to not do the sequel. I would agree. Uh, uh, Although I will say, I mean, we just recorded an episode where like part of it did not record and we had sure. to go back and redo yeah, it. Yeah, but so. it's a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Like we, nobody knows. So it, who cares? So I just, I just get, yeah, it out listeners, there. good luck figuring out which episode that was. 10 points to you if you can figure it out. Hit us up in our, if you can get it, <laughs> I am a master editor. So uh, sure. you can't get it. I don't know. You might be able to get it. No, it might be real choppy. Uh, we'll I'm see. so sorry. We'll, we'll see. We'll do our best. Um, but anyway. <laughs> So yeah, the cat d- deleted it all. <laughs> just like, which is like hilarious that he wrote cats, and then his cat really effed sure. everything up. That's My real question cool circle. is, <sighs> you're really just keeping all that on your piano? That is well, and not remember, like you're backing no, it up to like one a of hard the to- drive. Listen, or- one of the Toy Stories got deleted. Not. All of one of the Toy Stories got deleted, but some this pregnant lady working from home luckily had a copy of it. This Otherwise, that was gone too. So, listen, it happens. Sure. Uh, uh, well, so that's okay. that's my favorite piece of trivia about this musical. That's now that no, I know. that's all I we had need to no know. Idea. Uh, we don't need to know anything else. No, if there um, were a lot of other titles that were workshopped. Phantom colon Once Upon Another Time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, birthday in the park. No, we know that's not a thing. Never mind. Um, but yeah, then they landed on obviously Love Never Dies. Uh, it's all fine. Everything is fine. Uh, Which, okay, oh. so friends, there is a recording of this, uh, a yeah. pro shot of this uh, from the Australian production, I believe. Yeah, so great. if you are so inclined, maybe pause us. Come back though. Pause us and go wa- watch this version because it is. We will do our best to describe what happens, but it is so batshit, it's worth the, like, pro shot watch of it, which we have all seen. It's pretty unhinged. Well, I saw it when it toured and came to Detroit. Oh, did you? You saw it live? I saw that shit live. Here's why. Did you get tricked? No. What happened? Kind of. My in-laws bought tickets. So, like, there there was a time where, like, in, like, there was a period of time where, at, for Christmas, they would buy us all tickets to a show. And oh, they okay. would take the family to go see. So, like, one year it was Newsies. One year it was Wicked. So, one great, year great it was shows. Love Never Dies. <laughs> <laughs> the Lion oh. King. That was a fun time. We all saw that together. Love Never Dies. Uh, there was, I remember specifically, I was sitting between my husband and my brother-in-law. And <laughs> there's this one time where Christine is, like, sitting on the stage and some guy like stage manager whatever like just comes on stage and he's like five minutes Miss Daya and she doesn't say anything and I just whispered like thank you five <laughs> sure. both my husband and brother-in-law were like please leave like get out of here sure. <laughs> so I mean in a fun way of like <laughs> if it's seasonal you're at the mercy of I guess what's there. Kind of, yeah. I mean, we have saw some we saw some weird stuff. Like, Jekyll and Hyde with Constantine <gasps> and, like, Deborah Cox. Like, it's like, like, I've seen a lot of stuff. Like, like, um, uh, shall we get into it? Yeah, so here we go. I've seen this live. I remember thinking, watching it, it being like, first of all, what the F is happening. But yeah. the, the set is very nice. That was, like, the, my, yeah, true, the my favorite part about listen, it. The, the production, the costumes, et cetera, et cetera, all Pretty great. Because he had but, all that... Money. Phantom sure. of the Opera money. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Unfortunately, it does not overcome mediocre music. Oh, oh well, oh, that's the hottest fired. take of the whole thing. Is, that is what a, saved Phantom. Sure. Well, for you, yes. For me, personally. Sorry. I mean, I would agree with that yeah. a little bit. Okay, so here we go. The plot. Act one. Um, Matt, how do we decide her name is Madame Giri? Madame Giri. Madame Giri. That's what I thought. I don't know. I look at it and I want to say Giri. Um, like diff? diff? I don't know. <laughs> Madame Giri walks alone at night on a desolate pier. <laughs> also, this is already dumb. I, I mean, I'm not going to leave because, like, this is our you podcast and leave. I can't. But, like, a little bit. It my starts with my soul parent. just left my body, so it's fine. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shout out to whoever wrote this on so Wikipedia. Bad. So sorry. We're not trying They're to... They're, like, doing yeah. their best. We're yeah. not trying to burn you. I'm... I'm a little bit. A little, um, yeah. I'm also reading it very dramatically, and I'm not going to stop. Well, so. that's the best part, though. No. Go ahead. 
reminiscing about an amusement park called Phantasma. Phantasma? Phantasma. I don't know. Coney Island's former City of Wonders. The ghost of Miss Fleck, a freak show performer who once worked with Jiri at the park, appears out of the darkness. This is, um, also, there are a couple of synopses here. I'm reading the London version, the original London sure, version. Sure, that's fine. Uh, because when I saw it, there was a different opening. Actually, sure. I was going to say, Australia, was, Australia also, also had a different opening. Yeah. We'll, we'll take London, it's fine. Um, we can do Australia. <laughs> no, no, no. Because right. that looks a little more, no, it looks about the same. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah, anyway, so this is original London, so we can maybe talk about the differences in a little bit. Um, so yeah, she, she sings a song called Prologue. Cool. <laughs> Yeah. Cool know. cool story, bro. Keep going. <laughs> when Fleck urges Jiri to recall the good old days and blames her for, quote, what happened, the audience is suddenly transported back in sure. time. Do you know what is fun uh, that we've noticed about sequels? They formula? love to retread the formula, which yeah. is a future time. Sweep back to a past time. Mm-hmm. Like, guess, what, guess yeah, what, listeners? Sure. That's how Phantom of the Opera starts. Sure. Um, Spoiler alert. Prologue slash future it's like a, what is it Tarantino where you like start at the beginning and go back is that what I'm thinking of I, I mean it's just no dumb idea. let's keep going sure okay great <laughs> <laughs> gonna move on sorry if I'm wrong everybody um so yeah uh the audience is suddenly transported back in time as the old tattered billboards are restored Sure. Australia like did not do that and which mm-hmm. I'm gonna say maybe a plus to that production because sounds stupid it sounds exactly like the first one. Yeah. Did a chandelier rise to the... Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. Yeah. The lights of the Phantasma are illuminated. Illuminated. Sure. <laughs> That's the word we get. And an assortment of the park's performers appear in a dreamlike sequence. Sure. And the song is called The Coney Island Waltz slash go. The Place That You Ruined, You Fool. What a title. What the fuck? The place that sure. you ruined, you no, fool. That's Exclamation like, point. That's like a working title that someone forgot to change to yeah. like a real title. And I then agree. it got printed and they were like, well. I guess that's where we're at now. Whoops. Yeah. Okay. So now, it is now 10 years after the events of the Paris Opera House. Um, and the setting is Phantasma on Coney Island in New York. An excited group of vacationers arrive, all overwhelmed at all the Phantasma has to offer. They speculate about the park's reclusive masked owner and creator. Who could it be? I don't know, Karen. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I got really aggressive. I about just... It's, yeah, a, a wealthy tycoon only known as Mr. Y. And they mm. sing a song called Heaven by the Sea. I do remember this song. It was sure. Weird. It was very reminiscent a little bit of, like, um... What's the one musical on the boat? Uh, Anything goes, where they're yeah. all like, "It's no care, like travel." It's, it was a yeah. little like that, oh, but not sure, not at all, because um, that's actually a good song. So anyway, uh, Meg Giri, Christine Daae's friend from the opera, if you remember, who was somewhat more intrigued by oh, more intrigued than afraid of the Phantom in their youth. So she was like intrigued by him and not afraid of him, which. Not something I remember from the first show, but fine. Well, because in the first show, Meg Jury says, like, four things where she's like, Christine, are you okay? Yeah, she, that's has right. it, so. she has no personality. She also, so to she be sings, like, oh, she was intrigued sure, by him is she, like a stretch, baby. In the original, she literally sings, it's it's him, it's the Phantom of the Opera, yeah. just over and over. Where in the world have you been hiding? That's like it. That's it. <laughs> that's all she does. Great. Um, Glad Meg's back. Cool. So Meg, a <laughs> uh, little intrigued by what's going on. She is now... Uh, a burlesque performer headlining at the Phantasma. Burlesque, mm-hmm. y'all. She sure, far we're cry like, from ballet. We're, we've entered into like the twenties. Yeah, yeah. I think she's moved from Paris to 06. New York. 
Sure. If I, I remember know. correctly. I don't. I, mean, I might not. You. Good for you. Listen, I sure. trust your memory more than most. I don't. Oh, I, know I trust you. your memory more than I trust her memory. To I be think, honest. Whoa, that's <laughs> a bold honestly statement. Honestly, ludicrous. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Uh, Nineteen oh six. I think if I remember. Is this setting? If of, I remember, is of the uh, original Phantom? No, of no, the no. Of of the Love Never Dies. Yeah, of oh. Love Never Dies. Oh, check that. Just keep okay. going. Oh, sorry. Oh seven. Oh seven. My bad. Nineteen oh seven. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you, fact checker. Madame Giri, her mother, and the opera's former ballet mistress is now a manager and choreographer for the show. Uh, both Meg and her mother are eager to curry favor with their employer to secure their future. As Meg prepares for a performance as the ooh-la-la girl... Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. keep going. She wonders whether... <laughs> you're like, we don't have anything to say about that. She wonders whether it will please him, and she sings the song Only For You... Or, sorry, Only For Him slash Only For You. Here's the thing. It, this show presupposes that when the opera house burnt down, there were no other uh, choices in Europe. <laughs> Apparently not. That they sure. were like, we, we gotta, gotta go, go to, to New York. Island. Yeah. I, which to me is insane. We'll and also it. in a way where like, I guess, plot, whatever, contrivances, but, Fine. uh, great. So Meg is trying to get the attention of Mr. Y, who in some dumb universe doesn't realize is the Phantom. I don't. Surely, and obviously we learn later, Manjiri knows that it's him. She knows, she always knows. Correct. She's like a weird, like, what is she? She knows. No, she was an accomplice. We talked about that in the last one. She was an accomplice. Okay, so after the show, Madame Jerry informs Meg that she has arranged for her to meet an important client, suggesting that, this is fucked, suggesting that Meg covertly performing sexual favors for key Mm -hmm. individuals in the interest of political and financial expediency for the plasma. What? Sorry, for the Phantasma. I got excited and I said Plasma. Yeah, you that wasn't right. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> what the um, hell? Essentially, we find out that Meg is dancing and then also that Madame Jury like, whores her out yeah. in order to get Dude. money. Yeah. So What? Yeah. The, Thanks, Mom. <laughs> sure, we're still in, like, the first five minutes Phantasma. of the show. I, Honestly. Truly, truly. Um, in a dark, private lair in a tower high above the park. Now he's high above instead of down below. You know how that works? The <laughs> Phantom. Different. There's a sequel. The Phantom now revealed as the Phantasma's owner and mastermind interacts with an automaton that resembles Christine. I hate that. So he built a robot. He built robot. a sex doll. Essentially, he built a sex doll. This is like, let's so call a spade up. a spade. Anyway. So weird. Because uh, you know. Yeah. Ooh, don't even. <laughs> don't know. Here's what, I, here's what I'll say. We don't know. We let's do not know. know. We do know. I Let's don't. choose to not know. He already had that weird mannequin, the wedding Christine, in his lair uh, below. No, so he, this, this is a soup Here's version. what I'm going to say. New York. I, when I saw this tour, I don't remember this part. In oh fact, I'm going to go ahead and say they probably cut it. Sure, um, American audiences were like, American audiences. he screws that doll. Hell no. <laughs> and they were like, we yeah. can't have that. So this is not this is not in the tour that I saw. Um, it also, like, I saw a different opener, but that's fine. Um, so yeah, it's, it, and then it's possible. Keep going. So, in spite of the years that have passed and his many successes, the song, the Phantom still sings, longs to be reunited with her and sings a song called Till I Hear You Sing, which I believe is what I heard at the beginning of the show when I, I saw it. I think that's actually how Australia starts too. I believe so as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so, and that, it was a, it was a, with like a, you know, nice opening, I think. Um, didn't get any of that weird, like, re- rewind business. Meg intrudes and presses the Phantom for feedback on her performance, but he is distracted by his thoughts of Christine and dismisses Meg as an annoyance. Poor Meg. She's trying her best. Madame Giri is irritated that the Phantom seems to think only of Christine after all that she and Meg have done for him over the years. Sure, she's whoring out her daughter. I mean, yeah. 
Jerry recounts how she and Meg helped smuggle him out of Paris to a ship from... Wait a minute. If she if she and Meg help smuggle him, how does Meg she not knows. know? No, she does know. Oh, she does know. Oh. She does know. I'm fairly certain that she okay, does okay. know that it's the Phantom, and sure, she's sure, sure. just been pining after him oh, this whole right, time. Right, right. They, like, smuggled so him out of Paris weird. and moved to That's America, weird Stockholm shit right and there. she has been, like, wanting his approval ever since. Cool. Okay. What a good message. Keep going. So they smuggled him and escaped to America. Ignoring her, the Phantom summons Miss Fleck, who, I just, what a name, uh, who appears with two other freak show performers, Dr. Gangle and Mr. Squelch. I'm going to tell you, I feel like when we watch the show, their names are never said. Oh, really? I well, think they are, I don't remember, but like, but like only in ever in dialogue, or like, only in like I don't remember a, their names. Yeah. Right. Okay, cool. Fun times. I don't remember these people either, I'll be honest. It's been a while since I've seen this. Uh, it's the, like, little people, and then the oh, one, They're kind like, of narrator-esque. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remember yeah. this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, Dr. Gangle and Mr. Squelch, those are their names. No, th- for a good reason, maybe, that they're not said, to be honest. Cause sure. Those are dumb. What kind of names are these? Um, the Phantom has them dispatch a letter to Christine, inviting her to come perform at Phantasma. Um... And then Jiri confronts the Phantom. Oh, yeah. And then there's they sing two songs called Jiri Confronts the Phantom slash Till I Hear You Sing Again Reprise. These are just plot points that we have turned into musical titles, guys. Correct. <laughs> what yep. the F? Um, great. Three months later, Christine arrives in New York with her husband, Raul, and their son, Gustav. Uh, yeah. Where they are greeted by crowds of paparazzi at the dock, uh, which is a, a song called Christine Disembarks. Fine. I mean, so stupid. Well, okay. So uh, here's the catch up. Christine has gone on to have like, a, uh, like an a amazing career, career yeah. in Europe. Yeah, I think. And it, yeah. and whatevs. And now the Phantom has extended this uh, invitation, which we will learn is he fakes it from other Rogers and Hammerstein. He, I think, right? Yeah, I think it's supposed to be Rogers and Hammerstein yeah. or Oscar it's, Hammerstein. It's Oscar Hammerstein. Yeah, just yeah. Um, and yeah, it's all right. F- under under <laughs> false pretenses, he lures her. Um, so, yeah, people are like, there's paparazzi and things. Remarks from onlookers suggest that Christine has not performed for some time, and Raul has lost much of their fortune to drinking and a fondness for gambling. Sure. sure. Nice. We really nice, knock nice. him down a few pegs. Sure. We sure he, do. he showed no interest in drinking or gambling in the first musical, no. so let's just double down and, was, and make him And weird. doing fine, honestly. Yeah, yeah he was Well, right. maybe because of the what he went through, like a little mm. PTSD or something. Oh, sure. Okay, okay. I don't know. What, try and justify things, Karen. Um, the Phantom's t- trio of freak show performers, Fleck, Gangle, and Squelch, arrive in a strange carriage pulled by a ghost horse and whisk Christine away uh, and her family away to Coney Island. And the song is called Arrival of the Trio slash Are You Ready to Begin? <laughs> I mean... I that with these song titles. I, here's the thing. I don't know if you need to say them anymore because I truly, know, know, we, we just got them. <laughs> we could, well, you again, could probably guess this them. This is a way where Love he it. was like, I had to rewrite these. And I can't. I can't remember. Cat, I had a good. I had a good name for it, but I can't remember. The cat oh. deleted all of them, guys. Dang. I don't know. Um, in their rooms, <clears throat> sorry. In their rooms, Ra- Raul expresses disgust that their host would send circus freaks to re- receive them. Sure, fair dues. And he sings a song called "What a Dreadful Town!" Exclamation point. Um, he upsets Gustav, the kid, by refusing to play with him and storms out to find a bar. Ugh, like same. you do. Um, leaving Christine to explain his behavior to their son. And she sings a song called Look With Your Heart. That was a cute... <laughs> sure. Well, we, when we watched it, we, like, laughed because basically it's that, like, I'm sorry your dad is an asshole, but he super loves you. He shows sure. his love by leaving. <laughs> yeah, like you do. Um, yeah. Fine. <clears throat> fine, fine, fine. 
when Gustav goes to bed, the Phantom enters and reveals uh, reveals himself to a stunned Christine. Um, that it was he who summoned her to sing at the Phantasma. So we really it escalate. Sure. Very quickly. Yeah. It Initially does. outraged, Christine eventually... Oh, Christine. Christine eventually succumbs to the memory of a clandestine evening uh, the two shared before she was sure. married. In the Australian uh, version, uh, they uh, sing for like 20 minutes. They do. It's like three scenes in which they just sing about their love gross like it, which it, is like not at all consistent with the first show like the whole time she's like thanks for teaching me well, music, but i don't want to be with you guess what we learn a little bit more about the what they didn't talk about in the first show <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. i'm gonna barf okay so anyway uh before she was married they recall one night of passion it is revealed that christine was prepared to abandon raul for the phantom but awoke in the morning to find herself alone okay so here's the issue no several no <laughs> no here's what i'm gonna tell you no Based on what we see in the first show, no, no this is not what happened at all. No. And I call bullshit. I call shenanigans hard on this, yeah. where this didn't happen. There was no one night stand in which she was like, I'm gonna leave Raul. If we're saying it happened after he rescues her from the dungeons, still no. no. Because at that point, she's like over it. So it either had to happen before. Which they weren't really together, so no. And she and Raul, or it happened after, which also no. No, no. She was like afraid of him the whole time. Correct. Like what? Sure, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And if you uh, like look into it a little bit, my favorite part is that Andrew Lloyd Webber himself doesn't seem to understand anything. His own work, (laughs) in which he he starts out by being like, um, uh, it's a sequel. But you don't have to yeah, see Phantom to oh, understand no it. It's Well, first he what? says it's not a sequel. I don't think it's a sequel. It's a standalone piece. And then he has to go back and clarify and be hard. like, it is a sequel. But I don't think that you have to have seen Phantom to, like, understand Love Never Dies. Right. And then somebody else had to, like, explain what he said and be like... It is a sequel, but it's not because really it's just another story, with, another the story with the characters. same characters. It's fan fiction. <laughs> it is it's fan, fan fiction. fiction. It, that it is. That's, That's exactly what it is. All right. Okay. So here we go. <laughs> um, great. The Phantom explains after their night of passion that he fled out of fear that she would reject him again when he saw his face <sighs> in the morning light. No, but why? Because uh, she's also, already this seen is it. bullshit. Let's well, here's it. the thing. Is it just a different story? Because now we're referencing things that happened in the previous story. So suck it, LW. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, Andy, we need to have a conversation. It's bad. Um, Both concede that they once thought their love had a chance, but circumstances of present day make it impossible. Uh, They sing a song called Once Upon Another Time, which I think was originally a working title for the sequel. Sure. Um, They are startled by a scream from Gustav, who wakes up from a nightmare and rushes into the other room, sings a song called Mother, Please, I'm Scared. It's good. Christine, sure, introduces the Phantom as an old friend named Mr. Y, and he promises to show the boy around Phantasma the next day. Uh, here's a note. Um, yep. Gustav does a lot of heavy lifting, at least in the Australian version. The child sings the whole show. Sure, he does oh. sing a lot. In which, no offense to the people and the the adults in the Australian version, that kid might have been the best actor and or singer out of all of them. Okay, well, I see you, I see you. I feel like I remember the Christine being a good singer. Oh, Christine was fine, but it just in terms of, like, what in the world, so. Sure, well, 
You can't root for her at all because no. it's rough. Yeah, no, here's the problem in this show. You root for no one. Except for Gustav, probably. Except, he's a kid. He's well, in a left. way where you don't really, because you're like, well, he's a kid. But you're like, you don't want Meg to succeed. You don't want no. Madame Jury to succeed. No, you don't want the fandom Christine or Raul to succeed. And then you're like, well... It's over. That's everybody. Maybe so. it's the freaks. You root for them. You're like no, because they no, seem well, terrible too. They turn out to be like bad. Oh, yeah, in true. the they end. Bad. You're right. You're right. Okay, well let's keep going. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert. In the rehearsal studio at Phantasma, Meg is unexpectedly united, reunited with Christine, who surprises her with the news that she invited. She was invited there to sing. Similarly, Raoul encounters Madame Giri and discovers that it was the Phantom who brought them to Coney Island. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Later, the freak show trio takes Gustav to meet the Phantom in the Airy, and the boy is enthralled by the many curious inventions and creations on display. Sure. This was Well, creepy. here's a plot point we haven't talked about. Gustav can play the piano. It yes. has, like, songs in his head that he plays on the piano. He is right. a composer, yeah. uh, but a young <laughs> child. So that's just a noteworthy plot point that will be revealed later. Keep going. Yeah. Um, I remember this scene when I saw it, and I remember it being like, super creepy um where did i leave uh, oh the boy is enthralled by the many curious inventions on display when gustav plays a haunting there melody of his own composition on the piano the phantom is once again rem- <clears throat> gross once again reminded of his one night with christine and he is struck by the possibility that this musically gifted um, child could be actually be his son i just want to say i don't think that that is genetic. It's not. It's I, not. I it's think called you practice that, a lot. <laughs> I think that um, families have similar voices and, like, people in the same family sound can sound the same. But I don't feel like the ability to compose music is genetic. No, it's like... Sure. A, or, like, that they uh, compose the same thing. Where, like, Gustav has Correct. this melody in his that's head. And he's like, from oh, my dad. gosh, that's what I was hearing the night you were conceived. Like, <laughs> oh, <my laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I'm going to barf. Um, yeah, no, no, it's not, it's, yeah, I have a lot of issues with this plot point in particular, but that's fine. Um, <clears throat> well, there's just other ways we could have been like, he could be your son. Sure. Like, um, sure, maybe his face is disfigured, you know? Yeah. Oh, maybe no. his brain is exposed. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm just saying in a way where, like, he could have just done the math and it would have been fine. Like, to yeah, be like, oh, uh, he could be my son, he's playing the piano. Like, yeah. that's dumb. No, sure, because like, they got him lessons that one time. <laughs> um, guess what? Uh, my sister plays the piano, and so do I. Uh, spoilers, I'm adopted. Right. So, <laughs> guess what? Yeah, there you go. No, I, I feel like by the time I finished watching this musical, I was like, did I just watch, like, a musical production of the Maury Povich show? Like, what's going on here? Are sure. you the father? What's happening? It was weird. Um, so, anyway, the Phantom questions Gustav about his... T- is it Gustav or is it Gustave? Cause no, I, I think it's just Gustav. Okay, because there's an E at the end. I realize I'm like, oh, I'm hoping not. Yeah, yeah. No, it's Gustav. just Gustav. Okay, the Phantom questions Gustav about his talents and passions, finding that they are kindred spirits sure <laughs> sure believing that gustav will be able to see past the surface to what's inside oh boy the phantom is emboldened to remove his mask that hides his deformity <laughs> uh the song is called the beauty underneath hmm. to his dismay this is a creepy in the no, australian no, version super, is creepy af is where yes. there there's like mirrors and people trapped inside of mirrors yeah. and like disfigured and um like like a rough time. I think it was creepy. It is so creepy. In which I'm like, this child is frightening to a child. Well, just in a way where it's like, whatever. If you wanted to be like, I think he can handle it. You would like maybe go have a quiet time and be like, 
Gustav, the show, I have to show you something. The show yeah. also uses this as another way to make him think he's related, where he's not scared, so therefore he must be the offspring of yeah. the Phantom, where it's like, no, if anything, we should be worried about Gustav and why he's not scared by this. Yeah, no, for sure. What kind of trauma he's do you have? He's had some trauma. It's like, sure. you're not afraid of this. Um... He removes his mask. Sure. So, to his dismay, Gustav is horrified and yes, screams at the sight because he's his standing, brain he's is scared. showing. His brain is showing, probably. Christine enters just in time to calm the boy. When the Phantom confronts her with his suspicions regarding Gustav's paternity, Christine confesses that the child is indeed his son, uh, prompting the Phantom to vow that his life's work henceforth will be for Gustav. Uh, the song is called "The Phantom Confronts Christine." <laughs> <laughs> Of course it is. Come on, show. Like, what the hell? Unbeknownst to them, Madame Giri has overheard their conversation. Man, that... She, she is a lurking she's bitch. There <laughs> she's there right now. That lurker loves to lurk she and just listen it. around. Well, yeah. I don't know if you remember this. Does she not come out from, like, inside one of the, like... Oh, the little, like, The, like, mirror tubey, yeah. mirror-y oh, things. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. she is, like, lurking. Yes. In which she has become the phantom. Co- correct. She is a little bit. She's actually the fandom. He's just like the figurehead. Um, so she's enraged Ugh. and she fears that everything she and Meg have done for the fandom over the years will be nothing. She's like, I hoard out my daughter for nothing. Yeah. Well, Gustav will be <laughs> the sole beneficiary of his wealth and property. Sure. Sure. Um, here's the thing. I, be- I feel like when I saw this, that reveal was at the end. But I don't remember for sure. I want to say, like, maybe there was, like, a question about it at the end of first act. Was that the end of the the, first act? the paternity, like, him being the dad? Well, I think there's a bigger moment where everybody finds Finds out. out. But that is just the moment where Christine and the Phantom, like, confirm with each other that that... By the way... That's just the end of Act 1. That right. is the end of Act 1, right. yeah. <laughs> well, and I wonder if it's, like, a thing where it's a little, like, she kind of leaves it open, and she's like, maybe. I remember I'm pretty sure it's, like, a definite. They, like, but it's just, but he, she's like, don't say anything. And he's like, I won't. Oh. And then Madame Jury, like, like appears Gustav? and is like, hello. Yeah, he asked Christine not to say anything to Gustav because... Gustav was so horrified by him, he doesn't want him to. Oh, know. right, 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 right. Carry on. Second All right, act two. Act two. Oh, a drunken Raoul is sitting alone <clears throat> in a forlorn bar. <laughs> Good for him. Oh, buddy. Contemplating the evolution of his relationship with Christine in a song called Why Does She Love Me? Good effing question. <laughs> I would like to know. Also, Meg enters and warns him that New York isn't a suitable place for his family and she urges them to abandon Christine's performance contract and leave that night. Sure, she's got ulterior motives. Um, Ra- Raul refuses, citing their need for money. They need that cash money? Sure, she signed a contract. We gotta get that money. He boasts that it, he is not afraid of the Phantom, unaware that his rival has since slipped in and replaced the barman behind the counter. You know, like he does. He does that kind of shit. That was kind of a fun reveal when we watched it. I liked this sure. scene a lot. I do remember that being, like, very cool. Devil Take the Hindmost was a good song. Yeah, I agree. it's my. It's probably, I think, my favorite song. It's coming up. Uh, when Meg leaves, the Phantom confronts Raul, intimidates him with veiled remarks that cause him to question the paternity of Gustav. Uh, the Phantom also uh, offers Raul a bet if Christine 
fails to perform sure. tonight, the pandem will pay off all their debts and leave the, allow them to leave together. But if she sings the aria he has written for her, Raoul must go back to France alone. Raoul accepts the phantom's dare and then experiences a moment of panic at what he has done, and they sing the cool duet, mm-hmm. Devil Takes Here's the High the Most, which I do think is probably the best song in the show. This is dumb. In which, Raoul, take that bet, yeah. she'll sing it anyway, get the money, and then still take your wife back to France. Yeah, because Like, there's married, no, like... You, this is, there's nothing binding about this, <sighs> where you're like, well, we sang a song together, so I have to do it now. now. I have to follow but, the directions. Well, <laughs> this is, I get it, like, honor, but, like, this is dumb. Well, I wasn't going to say that. Well, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, we know from the first show, which obviously doesn't mean anything, because this is completely this is different anyway. Sequel. This is fan That's fiction. Right. But he's a murderer, so, like, in that way, oh, yeah. surely yeah, Raul watched him, like, kill several people sure. at, at the true. first time around so well, he like doesn't necessarily and once uh, again in a way where we're like these are just like empty threats in a way where we're like who will she pick uh here's the thing Raul is still the better choice because as far as i know didn't kill anybody Correct. so in a way where sure. he's like drunken gambling murderer sure take your, also, and go your home. brain is no showing you are either like well you know drunk gambler Poor, not a murderer, no. versus well, money. Murderer, rich, half a face. Baby daddy. <laughs> sure. Baby daddy, half a face. Sure. Um, All of these wh- things are how, factors how in my will choices. She choose? I'm oh just my God. saying. That's a good point. Here's the thing pick Gustav, run from both of them. They're insane. But, hey. Well, um, and they're. Take your music on, prodigy son and live your life. So. <laughs> Here we go. Out on the beach, people are enjoying their last day of the summer season, and apparently tomorrow is going to be 30 degrees. Um, And the song is called Heaven by the Sea Reprise. A hot air balloon lands, carrying the Phantom's trio of freak show performers who announced this evening's entertainment lineup. Uh, Oh, they announced the evening's entertainment lineup. In a song called Ladies, Ellipses, Gents, Exclamation Point, Slash, The Coney Island Waltz Reprise. Ugh. Sorry, these I titles are through it. the sure. worst. I don't think that happened in the Australian version. I don't know if it um, happened in the one I it, saw. Either. I don't know if it did. I and think it's she, very, they sing um, a Meg song where she does like the bathing beauties thing. That's coming up. Oh, that okay. is coming up. Yeah, that night Meg performs a comedic burlesque routine about her choice of swimming costume called Bathing Beauty. Um, afterwards, Madame Jury informs her crestfallen daughter that the Phantom will not be there to watch her performance. Uh, and it had all been for nothing. In a song called Mother, did you watch? Question mark. Sure. Uh, Meg Jury, classic daddy issues. So much. Oh, for sure. So many daddy issues. I'm sorry, Meg. Um, so there we go. In her dressing room, Raul, this is the part where I was like, thank you, Beth. Um, <laughs> stupid. Raul, in her dressing room, implores Christine to reconsider her decision to sing and asks her to leave with him at once if she loves him. When Raul leaves her alone to think, the phantom enters and tells Christine that Raul is, oh, knows his love is not enough and that she must sing for him once more. When he departs, Christine recalls the fateful night at the Paris Opera House when she had to make the difficult decision between the respectable and comfortable life offered by Raoul and the passionate rush of the Phantom and his music. Once again, sure. no. In Didn't a happen. song no. before no. the performance. Didn't uh, happen. That's not what happened at all. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to tell you, he no. imprisoned her yes. uh, and kidnapped I'm sorry. He kidnapped her. Stockholm Syndrome? Imprisoned her. And then Raul came. And, and then she was like, gotta go. And she, and she left with him. Bye. Gotta go. Uh, gotta go. So, <laughs> in a go, way... Go, go. All right. That's a, you're too young for that reference. Sure. But, um, Not anymore. A, it's on TikTok now. <laughs> <Right>. TikTok. <laughs> sure. They're We're fine. there. It's what, 
what? Uh, so anyway, uh, no, uh, that's not what happened. And um, there's nothing in this world that you could say to me that makes me think that <laughs> that's how that scene played out <laughs> at all. Nah. Sure. Nah, bro. Uh, backstage, Raul, the Phantom, and Madame Giri each wait anxiously to see whether Christine will flee or sing. Meg entertains Gustav, and they all sing uh, the Devil Take the Hindmost quartet version. Sure, which was a fun time. Yeah, yeah I do, good too. I do like that. The stage manager calls for curtain. Uh, Christine takes her place on stage. The orchestra begins to play, and after a moment of pained indecision, Christine succumbs to the Phantom's music and sings his aria for the apprehensive crowd. Oh, no, sorry, appreciative crowd. Reading is very difficult today. uh, Her performance is watched from the wings by the Phantom and Raoul until Raoul resigns himself to the decision she has made, and she sings a song called... Love never dies. Sure. Guys. The titular It's tune. so bad. This song, I hate it. I, I think it, the melody is garbage. Um, I don't remember it very well, well which is maybe, maybe telling. You, yeah. It was, I it's, think listen, I remember it being boring. It it's a boring. classic 11 o'clock number, Ugh. but it's, I agree, it's not, like not in good. a way where we talked about the first one and that music stays with you and yeah. it's all, I mean, it's like banger after banger. No. This song, for it to be the, like, climactic point of the show, will she stay? Will she go with Raul? What's going to happen? And then she goes, love never dies. Yeah. <laughs> it's, what is oh, this crap? Yeah. That, yeah. oh, that is how it sounds like. It's so yeah, bad. It's not good. Like, I remember, like, listening to it in the theater going, this, this is the title. This is the title of the show. Right. This is what we have chosen. We built it around this. Yeah, it's this not great. melody. Well, maybe they didn't build it around oh, that. Sure. But then when he had to do that rewrite, sure, where, <laughs> sure, where he Listen, did the, the rewrite, they something a little bit better. No, no, no. Where he did the rewrite, and they're like, Andrew, you haven't. Andy, come here. The show is called Love Never Dies, and we don't have that. And he was like, Guys, I just spent two days trying to recover this whole show. Bing bong bing. The cat walked on the piano, <laughs> and he was like, "I guess this is it." <laughs> cat, you ruined. You've been my demise, and you've been my savior. Oh Thank my you. god! Uh, afterward, after she sings the terrible song called "Love Never Dies," the Phantom joins an overwhelmed Christine in her dressing room. Sure, and the sh- two share a rapturous moment. Rapturous. Well, here's the thing: when we watched the Australian version, I remember being like, "Whoa." <laughs> I oh, no. don't. I don't remember. Gross. Wait, what do you mean? What happened? I feel like they kiss or something, and it was oh. like, whoa. And it was oh. like a gross It was kiss. like intense, where I was like, oh. Sure. Did okay. The, okay. Uh, Rap- the song sure, is rapturous. called. <laughs> sure. Rap- sure. The song is called, ah, uh, comma, Christine, exclamation point. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Are we sure? Like. Is this, is this fan oh, fiction? It is a fan fiction. Well, fan and these fiction. titles are just someone being like, this is well, what we can't think doing. of a name of the song, but like, they're up, he's about to go, ah, Christine. Yeah. Like, I feel like he moaned Cries or something in the... Ew. Trojan, but, ew. 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 Okay, well, we'll have to, no, I don't know. Here's the thing. I can't remember. But I don't want to we'll, know. We'll revisit. Now. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm trying to remember, but uh, keep going. Great. Um, Christine finds a letter from Raul stating that he has left for good, and she begins to panic when she realizes Gustav is missing. Ugh. Yeah, like you do when your kid is missing. Sure, even though no one has been paying attention to that kid the for whole time. Half sure. an hour. Where was yeah. he when she was singing? Fine, yeah. fine, fine. Um, the uh, the Phantom at first assumes that Raoul has taken the boy, but Miss Fleck, I just can't get over her name, reveals that she um, earlier passed Meg's dressing room and saw a smashed mirror and let Meg leaving with a small figure. Sure, there's only one small. Well, that's not true because we got small people, so never mind. Um, a worried Madame Giri announces that she. 
knows where they are likely going in a song called Gustav exclamation point Gustav exclamation point. <laughs> so when Does you it, watch is it worse or better that I'm reading the punctuation? No, it's good. Also. I'm just saying it's a funny thing because when you watch it, obviously they don't like they're not like we're about to sing Gustav Gustav. <laughs> like it is hilarious to know that this is what they are. That's named. what they're this all is, called. They're all named this. Sure. So on a desolate pier, um, the Phantom Christine and Madame Giri find a distraught Meg seemingly about to drown Gustav in the ocean in a song called Please Miss Jerry, comma, I want to go back, exclamation point. <laughs> okay. Sure. Well, and the ellipses at the end of that makes me think that those are those are just the lyrics. Correct. Those are just the lyrics. Maybe that's... No. That's maybe. why there are ellipses, no? Well, Is that not maybe. a thing? You know what? I wonder if that's um then sometimes who made this Wikipedia, you dummy. No, no, I think I, I think know. sometimes that was how you would name certain operas, right? Like some operas aria titles True. are literally You're just the first, the first line. The first line with uh with an ellipsis. With so ellipses. that's what I'm saying. If that's how this if Maybe this that's is, just what they chose to do. Oh, they were and like, which Andrew Lloyd Webber I'm against all of this. Once again asserts that this Listen, is opera. No one I know, I know. no one is holding oh. me hostage here, but I I mean I live here so I can't I mean I'm not gonna leave. But like we no. <laughs> Just, just a hard no. Sure. Amazing. So, uh, I, I want to go back. Dot, dot, dot. Exclamation point. Um, Meg, oh my god, this is so problematic. Meg brandishes a gun, uh, to make the Phantom finally pay attention to her as she describes at length that what the Jiris have done, uh, over the years for the success of Phantasma. Sure, where she's like, I've slept with so many men. Yeah, I really, exactly. like, I have a lot of diseases, probably. Oh no. <laughs> probably. Well, well, Probably. listen, ladies be doing, that's the oldest. It is the uh, oldest profession. Profession and ladies oh, figuring oops. it out. Anyway. Um, yeah, including Meg offering herself to men in high places to, sure. quote, grease the wheels of the Phantom's high flying deal. Sure, that's not a great way that to put it. Disgusting. I, I potentially would not have described it in that way, but. You, Andy, you we need to you. talk about your lyrics. Sure, keep going. Andy, come here. Let's talk. The Phantom apologizes for his failure to truly see Meg and her contributions. Uh, but when he unthinkingly mentions Christine, Meg becomes enraged <laughs> and accidentally fires the gun, shooting Christine. Poetic. Sure. Here's the thing. Again, whether or not you go to the first one or not, source material, uh, there was never any indication in the first show that Meg and Christine had any sort of, like, competitiveness. No, they were Or buddies. that she was, like, jealous or was, like, no. So this she had one is, friend and it was Meg. Correct. <laughs> and this, so this is fabricated. They, like, grew up as sisters. Like, this is fabricated in such a way of, like, gross. I don't know. This is maybe the most believable thing that they have taken that is from not necessarily show? from sure. the show that I'm like, but the I can see that it would happen. That it could happen. Saying, but in like a way where like, well, if your mom is Madame Giri, I can see Meg going a little bit nuts. A little so. off the deep end because well, and also Madame Giri in this one is like also cray cray. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I can see it being like misplaced on Christine. That is actually maybe the most plausible thing to me out of the rest <sighs> of this. I mean, you're right. Sure, okay. Uh, the Phantom rushes to Christine and orders Madame Jerry to go for help while Meg looks on in stunned horror at what she has done. Rightly so. Okay. Sure, guns, y'all. Fine. Don't, yep. Not gonna go there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> guns, y'all. Christine reveals to Gustav that the Phantom is his real father, and she tells the Phantom that her love for him will never die. I mean, we already sang the song. Like, No, she oh. does it again, though. But I like, know, but like, I'm just saying. But like, while she's dying. A little Fall of Rain style. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the Phantom and Christine 
<laughs> share a final kiss and she dies in his arms, like real like Little Fall Rain style. Uh, the Phantom is uh, has Meg hold Christine's body while he moves to comfort Gustav, with who unmasks him without fear. The end. According to Wikipedia. <laughs> this is so dumb. It's so, so bad. I, this is my favorite thing maybe about this entire show is that I don't know where I had it in my head or why I had it in my head that Raul comes back, but he doesn't. He pieces out. She sings oh, her I song. I also thought he comes I actually back. think Correct. he does too. I'm I think in the Australian go version he does. Does he? Yeah. yeah. Because I was like, there is no way that this guy is like, well, she chose the Phantom. Peace. No, I, no, I think he and does. I it. think in Australia he does. I remember he does too. Um, well, so, maybe because people were like, "What the hell?" Yeah. So at the pier, Meg prepares to drown. This is the oh, Australian he does, end. he does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Meg prepares to drown Gustav, who can't swim. When the others arrive to confront her, she reveals uh, the, the, all, the, all these things that I've done. Blah 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 blah. She produces a gun. Um, Meg accidentally shoots Christine. Madame Giri and Meg are dispatched to help. Christine reels to, reveals to Gustav that the Phantom is the real father. Blah, 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 blah. They share a final kiss. Gustav returns with Raoul, who yeah. looks on silently and sadly, and Gustav lays his head in his mother's lap. The Phantom surrenders Christine's body to Raoul and then moves to the edge uh. of the pier and collapses his knees in grief. Oh, Gustav yeah. it's real funny. goes weeping to the Phantom, uh, who sings a line from a song his mother just sang to console the boy. Gustav embraces his real father for the first time and sings Love Never Dies Reprise. Gustav then reveals the re- removes the Phantom's mask and gently touches the Phantom in an act of acceptance. Gustav and the Phantom gaze at each other while the curtain falls. So that's what happens at the end of Australia. So he didn't come back. Well, so Raul does show up. I do remember him showing up. Well, I'm sure well. because people were like, he just leaves. Where does he go? What happens? She's sure. a garbage. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Both shows are problematic for women left, right, and center. Sure. In which Meg, uh, Madame Giri, and also I feel like in the Australian one, Madame Giri is like much more vindictive and like, I think, more like, look at all the things I've done for you. And it's like, what? <laughs> what was it? Why? Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know. That's my <laughs> old really granny good. voice. I love it. Uh, so, I mean, it's, like, it's a confusing time, but where you're just, like, yeah, but, wait, what? Like, yeah. what? What? Uh, so, I don't know. It, it's just, listen, this is a case to me where Andrew Lloyd Webber obviously has written a million good things. Some not so good things, but, like, a million good things that we still, like, know and love and whatever. This is one of those things where someone should have been, like, no. No. Yeah. This isn't a good idea. This was maybe a good idea uh, ten years ago, when it like when you were writing it right after the success of Phantom, but now a hundred years later, it's not a good idea, and we gotta say no to you. I'm so sorry. Because there's sure. so many things that are just like what the actual shit. Well, because for me, Phantom was problematic and sad because it's like outdated. Like right. its views on women are like sad and outdated. Right. This is problematic because it makes no sense and it yeah. completely throws out yeah. the entire. First story. Which it just is like <laughs> correct. Fine a bonkers with. nonsense time. Well, yeah. <laughs> here's the thing. It's also just dumb. It's <laughs> this is to me where like um the the okay the original Phantom also has these moments where it's like fun and vibrant and cool. So like mm-hmm. Notes is fun. Prima Donna is fun. Sure. Where you have these cool, fun, like over the top characters. Numbers, where yeah. um you know um Carlotta is like a fun character. She's great. There are no fun characters in this no, they're show. All sad. They're all Terrible. sad and sadder. So you have <laughs> Madame Jury yeah. who's like, you owe me. I've been whoring out my daughter. You have Meg that's like, notice me, notice me. And it's like father figure. 
figure slash on the man I'm attracted to? Question brink mark? of like a mental disaster. Correct, the sure. whole and he's time. just like, was he there? Did he see me? And no. Then you have Christine, who certainly has been living some kind of, according to this show, some terrible life in which she had to choose and didn't do the things she wanted to do because he left her. Then you have Raul, who's like a drunk, degenerate gambler who has no money. Then you have the Phantom, who has created Sucks. this weird, honestly, like, terrible place and is still pining after Christine. It is not, there is no redeeming person to, as we said, there's no one to root for. I'm so saying. you are not like, I hope, yeah. No. No, I agree <laughs> that. I d- yes. I also I would say the most consistent character between the two shows, Phantom. Uh if only because he is just creepy the whole time. The end. Yes. yes no? Well, I mean, sure. Other than Yeah. In the first one, he's much more creepy and it's much weirder. This one he kind of just feels like, well, he moved to America to like start his new life. He kind of pined for this other lady. He orchestrated some weird stuff for her to come. But then all of their interactions are like fine. Yeah. Where she's yeah, like, sure. "Oh my god, it's you. You're hey, oh, you're here." Remember when we like slept together that one time yes. and then you left me in the morning? Like it's that. Yeah. It's well, not like there's no like there's no stakes to it. Sure. Yeah. That's the problem. Phantom of the Opera, the show. Uh Phantom is uh, like a serial killer and is right. <laughs> also um like stalkery. And in Love Never Dies, he's like the ex-boyfriend that cares like a little bit too much about yes. what she's yes. still doing. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I, you know, where it's like not great, but it's sure. not the worst. In a way where this took a, like a real lifetime movie. Yeah! It's more Lifetime original movie. Yes. Uh, where you're just like, she's in an unhappy marriage, and she has a son by another man, but they don't know about it. Like, it's just to me, and in, in a way where, as you said, Schwindy, like, the first one is redeemed by the music. This one, there's not. No, the music is no. If you ask me, I'm, here's the thing. Good on you for being the hum, Love Never Dies. <laughs> I agree. I'm you, impressed with myself, if man. If you <laughs> were like, hum a tune from this, I'd go, wah, wah, wah. Like, because <laughs> I can it's hum, all like. I can hum Devil Takes the High I was going to say, that one I might be able to hum also. But. I can maybe only do it because the words make it like a sure. melody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but if you were like, sing the opener, I'd be like, well, it was weird. I remember that. Yeah. It was like, bum, yes. bum. I, like you I couldn't do it. Sure. So in that way, in the redemption way, there was also uh, one other good song, the old friend one. Whichever, whenever they oh, first right. all start oh, talking, and it's very, but it's just notes. notes. It's notes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's great, notes. but it's because he just took it from the first yeah. one. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, it was a good song in the first one. Okay, so I have a couple of things I want to. Um, at the end of the Wikipedia page, there is like a little paragraph called "Academic Reception." And we're gonna Ooh, we're gonna academic? dive into academic. Yeah. So Who is teaching this. No, no. The most extended piece of scholarship on Love Never Dies okay. is by David Chandler in a piece included in the Oxford Handbook to the British Musical. <gasps> it's like I want to say there's maybe a paragraph in here about Love Never Dies. Sure. And that's about it. Uh, so, um, he says. Phantom of the Opera and Jesus Christ Superstar appear to be at the summit of Andrew Lloyd Webber's achievement. Uh, Chandler, so he says that the Phantom of the Opera, together with Jesus Christ Superstar, appear to be the summit of Andrew Lloyd Webber's achievement. Um, and then Chandler says, Love, Love Never Dies is badly judged and one of the oddest sequels in theatrical history, <laughs> shaped by a peculiar love-hate relationship to its original. Uh, on one sure. hand, it shores up the position the Phantom of the Opera occupies as 
Lloyd Webber's central defining musical. On the other, it seems intent in a rather Freudian way on displacement, on destroying the authority of yeah. the earlier work. Yeah. It's Chandler so... takes issue with the incompatibility of the plot and character motivations expressed in Love Never Dies. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he says. We agree, Chandler. <laughs> as a sequel and the uh, as sequel and original are erected on such different imagin- imaginative premises, they cannot both be true. Yeah. Uh, which I was like very enough. much along the same but, vein that we've I been mean, discussing Sam, here. If you go back to Andrew Lloyd Webber being like, "Yeah, they're not related," I guess I he's guess right. He is right. Uh, no, listen, Andy, this buddy. is to me. It's just, it's un, it was unnecessary. Yeah. Because Phantom ends, and there's not a thing where you're like, what happens next? I don't know. I, I did not have that. Where no. sometimes you do, where you're just like, I wonder where they're at. But like, no, it ended. They boated huh? away. They sang in the canals their love song. He was sad. He disappeared into that chair. McGeary came and found the mask. Done. We're good. Yeah. No, it's. Anyway, so Love Never Dies, that's. That's well, it. it ran, I mean, here's the thing. It did run in London for a good chunk of time and Australia, and I believe has done some tours. Obviously, Lauren, you saw it. It lot. never made it to Broadway. No. Sure. A world tour, though, in yeah. 2020. Correct. Because it's got the name on it. That's it's, the thing. Well, I mean, it's you've Andrew got... Lloyd Webber's yeah. Love Never Dies. Uh, I, I, you listen, I, I understand why it did not come to Broadway. Um, when it ran in the West End... Uh, Ramin Karimloo and Sierra Vargas reprised their roles as Phantom and Christine Love from it. what they had played it. Obviously, they've played that role on Broadway and other places, and then they were part of the 25th anniversary uh, uh, anniversary Royal Albert Hall mm-hmm. uh, concert, and then they actually played this, and I was like, well, that might have been interesting potentially to see them do it, mm-hmm. but otherwise... Not nah, bro. No. Sure. No. I don't know Pass. how you do that, though. Just as an actor... To like disregard all the to things you know about the other To disregard everything you've already internalized yeah. and like thought through, and all the process that it takes to even have to play a character like Christine, yeah. and then to be like, I'll come back and do the sequel and throw it all away. Right. Like, what? Well, how do you even try to make it work, or do you, or is it just like it's a completely new material? And, well, like, also in out. a way where Christine, you had trouble, and when you found out he tricked you, you should have been like. Bye. Gustav, Gustav, let's go. <laughs> and we're going. Like, there's nothing that would make me stay here. Right. Even if you were like, you left me, we had that dope one night stand that produced a baby. Ugh. Like, we gotta go. How we she gotta know? go. That's what I want to know. Because he could play the piano, bud. <laughs> sure, I'm so sure, sorry. Because oh. you're right. Because he slept with, she slept with the Phantom and then was like, but, didn't ever sleep with Raul. Well, that's what I'm saying. In which <laughs> Raul is convinced the whole time that Gustav is his son. So how, well, how that's can she know need, for sure? The it's the that's, 1900s. How can she know for she sure that it's, it's the Phantom. that's the Phantom's well, the baby thing. and Gustav, or Raul the whole time is also like, and it is also my son. Because... <laughs> Calendars mark up. Listen, like, how does that time? That's work? where you would have to have some like the setup of like Raul is an albino or something like <laughs> where he's got some oh my like God. genetic Raul's trait, like black or something. Yes, yeah, where you have to be. That's what I'm saying. Where there would have to be some kind of like genetic thing where you're like mm, Gustav. Gustav looks Asian. Like, <laughs> where you're just like, what happened here? Uh, and Raul is like blonde and blue eyed. Yeah. So like, that's my point. Is like, that's why 
they are leaning so hard on the fact that he like can uh, you know on a, a bunch of piano and uh, likes a freak and like oh he <laughs> must be the offspring of the phantom who also like piano and oh is God. a freak so oh story checks out that's why this is dumb sure. the, like even if you do take it as a standalone and you're like okay it's just a lady named christine who sings a disfigured band who also sings like if, even if you take it as a standalone it's still bad the story is and maybe still bad it doesn't make any sense yeah can I just, I was just reading some of the, like, their reviews and things. First of all, the Detroit Free Press, I don't know what's going on there, but they sure. called it the, a show a lively, lavish, and way over-the-top melodrama. It gave it three out of four stars, which oh. is like, Detroit, calm down. I mean, let's be real, though. Have we ever read a Detroit, like, no offense. No, no. That's, super, cool. that's true. That's fair. Um, but Chicago, the Chicago, Chicago Tribune says that it comes across like a mediocre fan fiction. And I was like, so <laughs> Because that is what it is. Uh, it's Chicago Tribune, we agree. Sure, it's one thing for us three, like, to it's say that on this podcast, but for the Chicago Tribune to be like... Sure, what a scathing review. Know, mediocre really fan fiction. Mediocre? Uh, I didn't call it mediocre, I just New, said it was uh, New York Times have one? Uh, New York Times. I'm going to look for it, keep talking. Well, just because New York Times is, like, very Ooh. much known for, like, a very honest sure, 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 sure. of things. So I wondered if it had... I mean, it never came to Broadway, but surely it must have toured through there. Well, I if it's it see New York Times. That's I all right. see LA Times. Um, sure, LA probably loved it. Storytelling requires cool. viewers to make leaps of logic oh. and reassess several beloved characters. That's well, true. that's the thing. I mean, here's, here's the thing. It, again, it's fine. And if you are part of, like, if you want to have a complete, like, history of Andrew Lloyd Webber, you need to listen and watch the show. Because it is it is part of his shtick. But sure, sure, sure. it is maybe an exercise in which someone should have just been like... Like, there should have been people who were like, well, I know the cat erased a bunch of stuff, but like, is this, <laughs> is this like a saved <laughs> version of that? Or there should have been some conversation where they were like, listen, Andrew Lloyd Webber, th- we're so sorry to be the ones to tell you this. This, this isn't is good. We need to workshop it for 4,000 more years um, it doesn't make any sense. Like, or we need to brand it as something else and genuinely just give them different names. Like, oh, sure. uh, that's not Christine. That's it's like, like an AU. Yes, <laughs> where yeah. it's like, yes. It just to me that's a place where they should have been like, Andrew, do you have anything else you're working on? Like new stuff that you? I don't know. You know, Maybe like a show about dogs or something. No, nothing. <laughs> great. Sure, I'm just saying in a way where. This, especially when it didn't get off the ground in like '99, like or '90, they should yeah. have been like, "Uh oh, it's too late." Yeah. And and when he tried to revisit it, gone. No. What? Sure, I found a New York Times article oh, about it. Say it. Tell, so this is my favorite thing that I've read, in which the entire article is just bad. It's just course. bad review. Sure. But Obviously. this is a fun little line, a little quote that says, since the lead singers are required to haunt demanding, throat-taxing upper registers, it is perhaps too much to expect them to act as well. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> oh, so, they did not. Just so oh. you know, which is unfortunate because this is a review of the... London? Of Ramin Kamloo and Sierra Vagas. <gasps> oh, so, like, no. not even just, like, the show. They're coming hard for, like, for everybody two involved. sweethearts of this show. Wow. Also, <laughs> maybe the directing was bad. Sure. 
Uh, I'm, I'm trying. Well, here's the thing: you can only do so much in a show that's not good. In which, if the writing you, sucks, in which you, you maybe do it, have yeah. to make a choice and be like, "Well, at least we'll sound good. Like, yeah. let's do it." Well, that's oh, what, when no. I saw it. The actor was Does also really continue? bad. This article is just right. Oh my this god! Is why I wanted you to find New York Times because sure, sure, I knew sure. it would be. It wasn't um, on Wikipedia. It says right. Miss Strahlen. I think it's because there's no good one quote to like sum it up. Sure. The entire article is just like a crazy yeah, rough time. Uh, speaking about the person who played Meg, <laughs> it says Miss Strahlen, as the unappreciated Meg, has a spark of something like personality. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! But a again, spark but once again, like... I don't think that's necessarily maybe the actor's fault. Nah. I think sure. it's the role. It's the writing. Sure. I agree with that. You can only do so much with the writing you've been given. Listen. <laughs> uh, I yeah. mean, no. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, all right. Listen, we... <laughs> It's it's available to watch. You see the Australian version. See for yourself. It is effed up. There is no good like melody that sticks with you. Love never dies. Sure. <laughs> In which that does sound like a cat taking a walk across the keyboard. Um, so you know, listeners, do what it, with it what you will. I guess in a way where um, we're gonna we're gonna rate it. I'm gonna say. Sure. Um, I know. I'm trying to really decide on a scale of. Um. <laughs> nope. Animatronic Christine. No. Oh no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, I was gonna I say. Didn't I'm gonna Christine. say your Meg Jury on a scale of zero clients to ten clients. Oh, oh my god. No. No. Sure. All right. <laughs> sure. Oh, sure. 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 Sorry. I you were gonna say bullets. Um, you went clients. Sure. Let's do this. It's Coney Island. So let's say on a scale of uh roller coaster hills, okay. zero hills being just a car that runs around a track, and uh ten hills being like a fun time. Uh, what would you give it? Zero. Zero for this Zero. fan fiction. Yeah. No, listen, <laughs> I have seen it and really wished I hadn't spent the time to do sure, it. Sure, it's time I we'll know. all never get back. Uh, um, sure. I, I mean, maybe one if I'm being generous. But one only hill. because... because <laughs> a little, like, baby hill. Yeah, because the kid maybe redeems it because sure. you got to find a talented kid. Gustav Gustav was great. Gustav Gustav. Uh, here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to give it... Goes. I also will potentially give it a zero only because... Oh. It was just it, it. Here's the thing: we we watched it. Schwendy and I watched it because she had not seen it, and um, mm-hmm. I I literally forced her to. Sure, sure. You know what? Kind of. I will. I kind of say maybe one and a half for the set. Oh, because I remember sure. the set being dope. Sure. Uh, uh for like a pr- from a production book. standpoint. Yeah, it um, was cool and I, weird. Here's and cool. I, this is the thing. I made you watch it because I felt like if I had to have seen it, I wanted you to also have seen it so that we could talk about it. Of course. And also in a way where it's like that, it's like a terrible thing. So like in a way where you want to share that terrible thing with With your loved ones. With somebody else. Yes. 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 That is why we watched it. But I wouldn't say it is not anything. Here's the thing. I own it. Because it's like oh, one of those. Do. Well, it was like very cheap, but it was also one of those things where, it, like, I bought it specifically for the reason to be able to be like, watch this. Reason. You <laughs> should see this. So, you um, got to know. it's it's not it's not good. And as someone who of the three of us does enjoy the Phantom of the Opera, OG, like, this is a rough rough time. And it there's there is nothing redeemable about it. Where no. you're like, yeah, but mm, oh no. It's just, it is a rough time from start to finish that makes no sense, that makes no sense on its own, or referencing the source material, or anything. It just is a confusing time of, like, somebody who, uh, like, should have let their cat write it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. Um, all right. Well, uh, sure. How many, uh, how many hills? Sure. I'm going to say, in a surprising twist and turn of events, Whoa. I maybe don't hate it as much as both of you do. 
if not for the reason that I, I'm trying to remember what I gave Phantom. I think I gave it three uh, out of five naked Ramin Karam movies. That's true. <laughs> we did naked Ramin Karam um, I think I gave it a three or a three and a half. Um, and I think out of ten, I might give this another three. Oh, okay. Because well, a 30%. Sure. <laughs> not bad, no, not good. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> listeners. Not good. Not necessarily worth You're your time. Crazy. But but maybe if you like a laugh because Oh, that's true. Oh, the comedic um, value, yeah. Correct. Sure. In a way where Phantom I despise for its and despise is a strong word. I'm well, sorry. It's but for its sincere. for its problematic yeah. um nature. This has some form of amusement just in like a um, so a Sharknado way. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. it's so, so bad that it's good where I'm like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen and I sure. kind of love it. Where you love like it. hate watched it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's fun to hate where you watch it the whole time and you're like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Hit play. Yeah. Like, yeah. Keep, like, going. keep going. What happens next? Exactly. Yeah. So no, no, I'll... That's correct. That's um, valid. Hate watch it, guys. A few... A few redeemable tunes, but like barely. Uh, Name one. I, I Devil can't. takes the hindmost. No, but here's the thing: Devil takes the hindmost. I have potentially now we've given it too much credit. It well, was fine it in just, comparison to the in other, comparison but it also was good. Very repetitive. Very repetitive. That's they what I was about sing to say. Devil, sure. They so sing listen, it over and over it's not great. The bit where he like comes in and becomes the bartender. Though, yeah. Cool. I mean, a good fun trickery. Uh, yeah. yeah. Good fun I'll, trickery. A two and a half, three. Okay. All over right. Hills. <laughs> well, I think we did it. Um, yeah, guys, uh, let us know what you think about Love Never Dies. If you've seen it, uh, let us know. If you love it, please give us your point of view, because I need to know how you feel about it. <laughs> if why. you think you can write a better, more scathing review than the New York Times Ooh, article, do it. send it to Exercise us it at at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, follow us on our socials, DownstageLeftPC. Um, hit us up at our uh, website, DownstageLeftPodcast.com. And you know, do all the things. You if know, you, like, you know what to do. If you like the pod, throw us a review. Send like rate us. Um, good one though, because um, it'll help people find the pod and things like that. Sure. You listen. Do whatever you want. Yeah, we, we're not in charge of you, but tell your friends. We literally just told you to watch this stupid show. So if you, if you're, <laughs> Clearly, if our you're judgment. basing our life decisions <laughs> off us. I mean, what a choice. Yeah. Um. All right. I think we did it. We uh, did it. Team, let's exit stage left, pursued by a shark. <laughs> <laughs>